Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about uh, calling on God for favor. Calling on God for favor. In fact, that's what I title this message. I want you to note that. Call on God for favor. You know, school has started all across the county and the city and the region, and if it hasn't started this past week, it will start this week. And, And I don't know if you've ever been there. You know, you drive by school, the traffic picks up in the morning, and and you reminisce your first days of school. You ever been there? You're like, I remember what it was like in elementary school. I remember all the trouble you got in, all the, the notes you would take, the tests that you aced never failed, right? And and you have all these memories that kind of flood back in. I know for me, I, I liked school in aspects, and I, I didn't like school in aspects. In fact, I was an average student. I wasn't the smartest kid in the class, and I sure wasn't the worst kid in the class. But, you know, some of the aspects that I really did not like were certain individuals. Yeah. Has anybody ever heard of the teacher's pet? Okay, that might not be politically correct to say this day and age. The teacher's favorite. I despised the teacher's favorite. You know, the kid that would sit up in front part of class and that would always be called on, that, that would be asked to go get the snacks and get to, to, to cut class a little bit, that if all the other kids were speaking and talking while the teacher is talking, their name doesn't get called on, but all the other kids' names get called on. You know, that kid that would spend their lunch and, and eat lunch with the teacher, I couldn't stand those kids. If you're in here and you're like, I've never had one of those experiences. It's because you're the teacher's pet. (laughs) No one likes you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Kidding. But truthfully, I was really jealous of those kids. I wanted the favor that they had. I wanted the, the, the responsibility they were given. I wanted the grace that they were given. I wanted that opportunity to, to say, to, 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 hey, teacher, pick me. I can do no wrong. Let me go. Let me go. They had incredible favor with the authority. And I thought that favor was so unfair. You know, God wants to give his children favor. God wants to give us favor. God wants to give those who have a relationship with him favor. You know, a lot of times we don't talk about it because we're scared of this prosperity mindset, but the truth be told, if you're in this place right now, you are having an opportunity to experience radical favor from God. My hope for you is how you live your life, how you lead your life, that you experience God's unrelenting favor in your life. But here's the thing, favor ain't fair. Turn to your neighbor and say, favor ain't fair. Come on, we're from North Fort Myers. We say ain't all the time. Favor ain't fair. 
I want you to experience some of that favor that might, be un- that might seem unfair to the world that doesn't know Jesus the way we know Jesus. I want you to enjoy that favor. I want you to relish in that favor. I want you to lean into the favor that God wants to give you. Call on God for favor. I believe this thoroughly. Many people don't receive favor from God because they do not ask for favor from God. Church, we have to be a church that's willing to ask for favor from God. John 14, 13, Jesus says this, and this verse has been misunderstood by many throughout the ages. It says this, you can ask for anything in my name. Highlight that word, anything. Circle that word, anything. Underline that word, anything. Anything you can ask for in my name, Jesus says when he's talking to his disciples. But see, when we talk about this verse, there's two sides of this coin. The first one is this. We, we kind of get scared about this idea that does Jesus really mean anything? And, and we talk about this and think about this false sense of pride that we had. Oh, I can't really ask God for a financial breakthrough because that's just that's too materialistic. And, and no, 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 I don't want to do that. And you're like, oh, I, I, want, I need better relationships. And we, no, I can't ask that. That's too selfish. And we develop this false sense of pride that we say, if I can live more in, in almost like rag clothing, then better off I'll be. And there's this false sense of pride that we get a little scared of asking God for favor because we get scared of this prosperity gospel that's out there. And, and I'll, I'm honest, like we're not a prosperity church, but we're a favor-filled church. And then there's this other side of the coin that says this, maybe you're calling on God, God, I need a million dollars. God, I need all these things in my life. And you call on God and you call on God. But the truth is that if God would answer those prayer requests, you know what would potentially happen? Maybe it would, there would lead to, to maybe of embellishment and, and unresolved issues. Maybe that addiction would grow. And you're sitting here like, God, I want that favor in life, but you're asking with an impure motive. And you're struggling. And you're like, God's not answering me. And, and really, it's a heart thing. See, when Jesus is talking about ask for anything in my name, he's saying we need to be middle of the road, ones that can believe for more, but ones that are coming to Jesus with the right heart and the right attitude. So today, I want to talk to you about calling on God for favor. We've been in the seven-day prayer and fast, and I love talking to individuals about their prayer and fast. Today is our last day. We've been getting it from Monday this past week to today is the end of our prayer and fast. And we are praying that God is giving favor in your life, that radical things are happening in your life, that answers are being and that questions are being answered, that relationships are being restored, financial breakthrough is happening, discipline is occurring, that you're not embellishing and engaging in your fleshly desires, but you're saying, God, I want more of you. God, I need more of you. That's what we've been praying for this past week. I believe thoroughly that if this church is going to move forward, take ground in Southwest Florida, conquer Southwest Florida for the name of Jesus. It begins with some disciplines, prayer and fasting. Last week, we talked about the importance of fasting, how we need fasting. This week, I want to talk to you about prayer, calling on God for favor more specifically. So I'm going to invite you to join me, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. 
Before we get there, I want to give you a little context of where we find this story, where we find this Old Testament passage. Now, if you've looked at the Old Testament, it all leads to this man by the name of Jesus. So anytime we read the New Old Testament, you're like, man, these names are hard. The places are hard to pronounce. I don't really get the whole picture of it. All these battles, the Israelites make a ton of mistakes. These prophets are far out there. These stories are crazy and kind of mind-blowing. It all leads to this man by the name of Jesus coming in the New Testament. So we come to this point where this individual by the name of Jabez He's, he's listed in 600 names of lineage. And when he's listed there, he's known for his prayer. And now I love his prayer because you can pray about it for either two minutes or you can take two hours and pray about what he talks about or, or what he's known for in his life. And it's a testament to how Jabez lived his life, who Jabez was, that in all of Scripture... This is the two verses we really have a, an insight to who he is. So Jabez's prayer, how we call on God for favor. Join me, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 19. It reads this. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful or other people and other scholars, translations put it, it's because he caused pain. Verse 10, he was the one who prayed to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep from all trouble and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. So let's talk about Jabez's prayer. Four components of it. When it comes to calling on God for favor, it begins with this. Jabez teaches, call on God for blessing. Call on God for blessing in your life. Now, there's a lot of misunderstanding about this word by the name, the word blessing. We think maybe you've watched some of those televangelists, you know, get on screen and it's like they're talking and they say, hey, if you blab it, you can grab it. You know what? If we're talking about health and wealth, if you name it, go ahead and claim it. And you get them seen up there and they're in their 3,000 piece suit and you're like, whoo, I want some of that. And there's this misunderstanding about blessing. See, Jabez understood that blessing wasn't centered around that. Blessing wasn't centered. Blessing was saying, hey God, I need you to stoop down. I need you to be with me. In fact, we see this, this Hebrew word blessing, barak. It means that someone would stoop to, the, to your level. But a lot of times there's this way we look at blessing that it has this, oh, hey, be blessed, brother. Be blessed, sister. Oh, I'm so blessed in life. Jabez, his first word is, hey, God, I need your blessing. What I love about Jabez is his name literally means causes pain, causes pain. You know what happens a lot of times that hinders us from calling on God for blessing in our life? This word by labels. The labels we carry limit the way we ask God for blessing. The labels that someone's placed on your life that you grew up with limit you and your understanding of saying, God, I need blessing. This is what I mean. 
Well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated. Oh, I, I, people don't like me. I'm not good looking. I've been fired. I, I, I don't have a, a, a big goal and dream in life. And so what happens is if you're saying, hey, I'm not smart enough, you go into your job and you're like, God, you don't want me to really get that promotion. I'm not really gonna pray about that promotion because let's face it, I know I'm not smart enough. Or, hey, God, I've been told that I'm ugly so many times in my life or I've been dumped, I've been broken. So, God, you're not going to bless me in finding that, that future someone that you have in store for me. And so that determines the labels that you're leading in your life. You're letting that dictate your prayer life. When really it's this idea of, God, I believe in you blessing your children. God, give me that prayer. Let me call on you the way Jabez called on you. Let me pursue you the way Jabez pursued you. Let me call on your blessing. Jabez, a man known to give pain, got past his label and called on God. In 1 Chronicles 4.10, let me read it again. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would, what? Bless me. Church. Let's not shy away from the blessing that God wants to give each and every one of us. God, I need blessing in this way. Call on God for that way. God, in these seven days that we're wrapping up, God, I need blessing in my family. God, I need blessing with my marriage. God, I need blessing through this financial breakthrough. Psalms 18, we see the same language. In verse 35, it says, You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great incredible blessing from the psalmist. You know, when we're praying, is our mentality one of which God's going to give us favor and blessing in our life? Or are you letting some of the labels limit you in the way you pursue and call on God? The next component of Jabez's prayer is how he calls on God in favor. Is this, He calls on God for influence. Calls on God for influence. I'm not talking about being a TikTok influencer, okay? I'm not talking about being on Instagram influencer. I'm talking about being an influencer that actually can really make a difference in the lives around you. Here's when it comes to social media influence. I hear it a lot of times. Oh, man, if I can just be an influencer, then I can stay and work at home and I can monetize myself. And here's the whole idea about the whole influencing thing that we see in culture. It all comes back to us. It says, hey, if I can be an influencer on, online, it's kind of, it's, it's crazy. I have this saying that I've picked up through a different pastor over and over. Whatever God creates, the devil comes along and counterfeits. And so we see this term influencer around, right? But the whole idea of being an influencer all comes back to us in modern days. Oh, if I can do this, then I can make more money. If I can have a greater following on the social platforms, I can have more money. And we see this. So, so people angle and people try to, if I can do YouTube videos, if I can do it, and we do all these things. I'm not saying those things are bad. But I'm saying here's the difference between Jabez's influence and being a social media influencer. Jabez... He asked for this in 1 Chronicles 4.10. Let's continue. Two verses. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. Enlarge his influence. Because back then, if someone was a property owner, the larger their borders went, they called more laws, they set more regulations, 
They, they, they have more guidance. They have influence in people's lives. And Jabez didn't influence people for him and his following. Jabez wanted his border larger so that he can influence people to who God is. See, Jabez, reason he's noble and noted here in a list of 600-some names in 1 Chronicles is because it's that understanding that Jabez's influence wasn't for his own liking, but it was for leading people to understand who God was. Ephesians, Paul puts it this way in chapter 1. He puts, I pray that your hearts be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Paul's trying to say your influence, there's a light there. There's a difference that you're there to be an influencer. My hope for you, my prayer for you, when we're even going through this season of prayer, is that you have incredible influence within your families, incredible influence in your neighborhoods, incredible influence at work, incredible influence with your adult children, your young children. I pray that specifically for myself. Lord, give me the influence in my children right now. Lord, I pray for influence when they become of the adult age. Lord, I pray that they can understand that the reason that we've had blessings, that my wife and I have experienced God's great mercy and grace is because it wasn't about us, but it's always been about God. Like my prayer for you is that you have a, an unrelenting influence in the people you impact. But to have that kind of influence begins, hey, am I trying to influence for my benefit, for what I want to leverage, or is it pointing people to God? Jabez had great influence. He prays, God, give me more land. Give me larger borders so I can have more influence with the people who live in the land third component of Jabez's prayer we see is this. We need to call on God for his presence. Call on God for his presence. So let's say you've been blessed in life. So that blessing carries through. Now you have influence in life. Now you need God's presence in your life. First Chronicles chapter 4, 10 says, and that your hand might be with me. That your hand might be with me. Look, Anyone can start the journey, but you need God to finish the journey well. Anyone can say, hey, I, I started the race strong. I, I lined up. I went off when, when the gun was shot in the air, and, and, you, and you, anybody can run. But it takes God's presence to keep us there. It takes God's presence to see us through. It takes God's presence, help, and, and, and guidance along the way. So we pray for God. God, please continue to give us your presence. Anyone can start the journey, but it takes God to help see us through the rest of the journey. Twice a year, we do fasting and prayer. This coming up January, beginning January 8th, 2024. We already have our calendar circled. Hey, we're gearing up. Prayer and fasting. Why? Because we believe prayer begins, is the momentum creator that will help us go into our communities and give us influence. 
I want to invite you. Start praying and prepping. So we begin in January. We do a seven-day fast here in August. We have pre-service prayer every midweek, 6.30 to 7. We say, hey, God, we need you here now more than ever. God, we need your presence. God, we need to call on you. God, give us your spirit because we need your influence in our lives to carry us through your presence in our lives so that we can be the best disciple makers of Southwest Florida. DMDs is like what I like to call them. So we say, hey, Wednesday, midweek, pre-service prayer. August 30th, I'm really feeling God, hey, let's, Wednesday night, let's move, let's reformat a little bit our, our midweek service gathering. And we get it's busy. We get there's families. We get there's obligations. Society throws a lot of curveballs at us. Work is there. But beginning in August 30th, we're having more of a, a prayer emphasis in our midweek gathering. We're going to pray together individually, pray together corporately. We're going to pray together. We're going to worship. There's going to be teachings on prayer because we believe that it's what, we believe that it's God's presence that sustains us. See, we can have all the bells. We can have all the whistles. We can have the, the, all the, all the show that might look good and start us good in life, but it won't sustain us throughout life. So when Jabez is calling on God for favor, he's saying, God, I need blessing. God, I need influence. God, I need your presence because that is what's going to be the constant. And then lastly, we call on God for protection. We call on God for protection. I can guarantee you this. If you have blessing in your life, if you have influence with those around you, if you're leading day in, day out with God's Holy Spirit upon your life, I can guarantee you this. Hell, the devil, is going to try his best, send his, his greatest to come at you, destroy you, deter you, and detract from your life. So you know what we need to pray for? God's protection. We need to call on God for his protection. Life is more spiritual than we realize and even understand. Paul puts it this way, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly world realms. First Peter 8, 5, Peter puts it this way, and if you've been with us at our midweek service, we've been going through the book of Peter, it says, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So if you have these blessings in your life, you have influence in your life, you have God's presence in your life, you know what you're doing? You are putting the sights of the devil and hell against you. So you know what you need now more than ever? is protection. You need, hey God, I'm calling on you right now. I need protection. In Matthew 6, 13, we see Jesus when he's teaching on the Lord's Prayer and he says this, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Because it's lurking. 
There's going to be situations you walk by. There's going to be scenarios that you encounter with people. There's going to be issues that you, you, you see and have to navigate head on and, and you're maybe not prepared or prepped and you're trying to figure some of these things out. It's you need to uh, come to this point of, God, I'm praying for your protection every day, every moment. God, protect me. God, let me avoid that temptation. God, I need your help every step of the way, every moment, every thought, every minute. God, I need your protection. Jabez. Prayed for God's protection. See, here's what happens a lot of times is whenever we, we, we don't pray for protection, and, and I'll say this, often we make our pain point the main point. Often we make our pain point, like whatever we're in, what problem that we're already facing, we make it the main point. And I, I do believe this, and I'm not saying life's not hard, I'm not saying there hasn't been challenges, but I do believe this, protection prayers can prevent problems more than we realize. If, if you're saying, hey God, I'm, I wanna pray for my family right now, God, I pray that you, you, you guide them. I pray there's a supernatural work that God is doing in behalf of your family, on behalf of you, before the situation, even maybe occurs or prompts or is led. I believe that prayer is the way that God changes things on, for our behalf. So if you're not paying protection, if you're not praying protection prayers, my challenge to you is this. Maybe start writing a list of anything and everything that you might think could be a problem for those around you, those in your life, for yourself, and say, hey, God, let us protect us. God, protect us. God, see us through. Now, I'm not saying that life doesn't throw curveballs and that, you know, it's a broken world. I'm not saying that, but I do fundamentally believe that we can avoid a lot of hurt, a lot of self-caused pain if we're praying ahead of time versus waiting and trying just to always pray in our pain points. In Romans 8.35, the Apostle Paul, he goes, who shall separate us? From the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. You know, a lot of times if you're not playing protection prayers, then what can happen is you encounter a, a very serious event in life and there's pain, there's persecution and, and you're struggling. You fall victim to, to maybe what curveball is thrown at you in life. Church, right now, we need to see that God's leading us through blessing. God's leading us through influence. God's giving us his presence. And now we need to protect that at all cost. Romans 8, 37, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, when we look at the story of Jabez, I hope you're inspired the way I'm inspired. That God wants us to have favor. That God doesn't want us to just go through life on, on bare minimum. God doesn't want us just to do to the next thing to, to get by, but God wants to give us favor. So the way we're gonna wrap up our seven days of prayer and fasting today 
is we're gonna call on God for favor, church. The band is gonna get up here, they're gonna play a song. In just a moment, I'm gonna ask everybody to stand. And maybe this is a little uncomfortable for you, but I want you to take your moment where you're at and pray to God for the four things we talked about. Pray to God for, for his presence. Pray to God for the influence. Pray to God for blessing in your life. And maybe all those things are going good. Maybe you just need to say, God, I need to pray for continual protection in life. Because church, favor ain't fair. God wants us to have his favor in life. He doesn't want us to go through and say, hey, just live your life and just, when I come, I come. No, God wants to give you favor in every area, every component of your life. So today, I'm gonna ask you if you'll stand with me. First and foremost, ultimate favor comes from a relationship with Jesus. Relationship with Jesus is what solidifies us in a relationship with God the Father. And what happens there is when we believe that Jesus went to the cross for each and every one of us, died, took our sins, made it his own. He goes to the grave, raises from the grave three days later. And when we believe that God used Jesus as the sacrificial lamb for each and every one of us, that Jesus saved us, he's our savior, our salvation, and when we believe that and we confess our sins, then we are saved. That's when the favor begins. So today I'm going to invite our prayer team forward and as they come forward as well. If you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I would love to invite you to pray with one of our prayer partners. But during this time right now, let's call on God. Let's praise God. Let's worship through our prayer. Blessing influence, presence, and protection. Come on, church. Let's pray. Let's praise. Let's call on God right now. Let's call on Him, church.
God, we give you today. We worship you. We praise you. We call on your name right now. Lord, specifically, we're praying for these four areas in our life. We're praying for those in here who need a blessing, Lord. We're praying for those who, for you to stoop down and, and provide your shield for them, Lord. We're praying for influence, Lord, in this church, in this community, and, and the individual's members, and in our families' lives, Lord. We call on for you for influence, God. God, we also pray right now for those who are just in a, a need of your presence to, to lift them, to keep them going forward, God. God, we also call right now specifically for your protection. Lord, we pray for the protection of families. Lord, we pray for the protection of, of those in the workforce. Lord, we pray for the protection of our children's children, Lord. We call in your name right now, Lord. We ask for favor from you. We call on you for favor, Lord. May your spirit reside in us. May you lead us, Lord. Lord, we pray for those who are making a decision to follow you to learn and to lean in and to experience your love and your grace in their lives. Lord, we're praying for them. Maybe they didn't come forward. Maybe in their chairs right now, Lord, we pray that you drastically change their lives. We give you today. And in your great and holy name, we all say, amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.